welcome to the In Reality Podcast. Now starting in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Season 2 of the In Reality Podcast, where we're covering all things augmented and virtual reality. The In Reality Podcast is hosted by Joe Barty and Joe Johnson, and features news, commentary, and perspective from industry veterans and experts. First up, introductions. I'm Joe Johnson, Creative Director at Markson, and I've been in the AR and VR industry for six years now with Markson. And I'm Joe Barty, Senior Content Strategist here at Markson, and I've been in the industry for about two years. This week, we're casting our gaze upon augmented reality smart glasses. Intel made headlines when the chipmaker recently canceled its planned AR spectacles. Meanwhile, another big name is jumping into the market with their own proposed hardware solutions. Can we see the future of AR glasses? Listen and find out. Do you want me to read this? You can read whatever you want. I was gonna, it just feels like I wrote got, it in five I've got, minutes. I've got, a, I've got a strong reading voice. You do. do. I'm worried that you're going to get stuck on any number we'll of We'll see lines. how this goes. Go ahead. Do it. You wrote this today, huh? I wrote this 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. After testing the hardware waters for a few years, chipmaker Intel has decided to pull the plug on its new devices group. The team had been tasked with producing Intel's intriguing augmented reality smart glasses prototype known as the Vaunt. The Vaunt design was the first AR glasses prototype we'd encountered that mostly resembled quote-unquote normal glasses, and the reveal had been widely covered in the press just a few weeks before Intel pulled the plug. VR Focus covered the announcement in the April 22nd story, Intel's shuttering new devices group, disbanding team behind AR smart glasses, and provided some important context for the decision. Quote, the new devices group started life back in 2013 under the guidance of former Apple and Palm executive Mike Bell. Intel was looking for new growth markets at the time to complement their lead in the semiconductor business. Since then, the company has invested a large amount of money, upwards of hundreds of millions of dollars USD, on research and development. Intel's about-face stands in contrast to Bose, a company primarily known for high-end audio solutions that used last month's South by Southwest conference to unveil its own AR smart glasses solution, albeit with a fitting twist. Bose calls its solution the world's first audio AR platform, and the Bose glasses don't include a camera or lenses that double as screens. Instead, the glasses pipe out audio information that will be useful to the wearer. Quote, Bose AR represents a new kind of augmented reality, one that's made for anyone and every day, said John Gordon, vice president of the Consumer Electronics Division at Bose, as quoted by VR360. It places audio in your surroundings, not digital images, so you can focus on the amazing world around you, rather than a tiny display. It knows which way you're facing and can instantly connect that place and time with endless possibilities for travel, learning, music, and more and it can be added to products and apps we already use and love, removing some of the big obstacles that have kept AR on the sidelines. So, Joe, is Bose pointing the way to an alternate future here? One where it's hearing instead of seeing that's believing? Uh, I think that what Bose is coming up with is very intriguing. However... You would, musician. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, and uh, I think uh, audio and sound in general are sort of like the, the bastard stepchild to vision, uh, if we're ranking the senses. Uh, but uh, audio and sound are incredibly important. And with what's going on with Alexa and Google Home and sort of uh, voice command and that whole thing taking off, you can sort of see Bose's thinking. My reservation here is that this sounds like one feature of what the future AR glasses will actually be. Uh, it's probably like a, a little tendril of what they do so they can continue to look innovative and, you know, get involved in a space that's quote unquote frothy. Yes. It's you very know, frothy. The frothy AR industry. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the glasses, but they, they're not exactly like Intel's, but uh, similar in the sense that they look like glasses, which makes sense when you realize they don't have cameras or lenses or anything like that. Time to look up the prototype. 
Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Tip tap, tip tap, yeah. tap. I think they may be more of a circular lens. We'll probably have a link in the uh, show oh, notes. We have we have extensive show notes today. Can, can I have the show note? Um, you know, I don't. I'm not sure how much there there is right now. Um, largely because I think AR peripherals are basically nothing right now, and I don't think anything's getting any adoption adoption other than you know your iPhones. And your Android smartphones. So every uh, every story I read these days, it's a report on sort of like the AR market or whatever. Yeah. They all reference the fact that, oh well, Apple's rumored to have rumored to have glasses coming out in 2020 that will pair with an iPhone, and it seems like that is the current sort of flag in the ground that people are looking to as far as when will quote unquote AR take off, right? Yeah. So maybe this is just Bose preparing themselves to be on the Apple uh, equipment list when they're moving to, you know, create their AR smart glasses. Maybe they want to maybe, maybe they're a, a purchase candidate, right? Uh, I doubt that. Well, geez, man. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that Apple already owns Beats by Dre. They do. Which let's be honest, everybody. Sorry, Dre, yeah. your headphones suck. Uh, uh, but, uh, neither I, I don't have an opinion either way on, I on do. Beats head, headphones Bose would be an upgrade yeah Bose would definitely be an upgrade um, I don't know you know uh, how many companies out there are angling you did purchased by Apple uh, all of them all of them <laughs> Is it, everybody yeah. wants to be acquired yeah well no it's it's not they want, it's, it's because Apple has so much money they could literally acquire anybody. Sure. Right? So, yeah. so how much uh, did they park overseas? Like five hundred eighty million or something. They have five hundred eighty billion. I think they have over three hundred billion dollars in cash on hand now. Must be nice. And they repre- they repatriated whatever money like over after the tax bill passed. Good, good on you, Apple. Yeah. So, uh, I always like that they're always rumored to be buying Netflix, which I think is hysterical. Yeah. Be, it would only be a hundred billion dollars show. A hundred billion. That's it. <laughs> it's chump change. Um, let's go. I want to go back to the Intel glasses for a second, though, sure. because they were the first form factor that I really thought was exciting. Yeah. Like they, you know, they had your a, Buddy Holly glasses. The Buddy Holly glasses. The the uh, the 3D theater glasses. What's with these were? homies dissing my girls? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, why do they uh, out of front? Ooey ooh. Yeah. Your glasses look just like Buddy Holly. My AR smart glasses look just That's like right. Buddy Holly. Um, yeah, I might I might wear those. Uh, I. Again, I don't really know what I would wear them for. Yes. Well, we're, we're creating the experiences of tomorrow. And I, I think that the, the most fascinating thing about these hardware announcements is exactly as you're sort of saying, they are, there's no there there yet, right? We're figuring this out. I saw actually some good numbers on uh, ARKit-enabled app downloads. It's like 15 million yeah. of them now or whatever. That's good. Um, so there's some traction and people are beginning to sort of play with the technology. But outside of a few use cases that obviously we're super excited about, yeah. um, it seems like more broadly, people are still fishing around for how how to do it. I don't think it's going to happen well. all at once. I think what's going to happen is that uh, you know individual solutions start to aggregate, right? Until eventually, you're living in a world where AR is just so commonplace that you don't necessarily think about how you're using it or where you're using it. Yeah, uh, I think that's all right. Um, it, it also like fit- AR Air is not going to be the smartphone. It's not even going to be the phone phone. It's just going to be uh, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a really innocuous app that's made my life a lot better. Um, I'm going to call it like iterative. AR will be like iterative improvements on maps. So you, so you don't see it as like the new operating system? No, I don't. Um, I, I think we've still got plenty of regular operating systems that are attempting to do <laughs> AR stuff. And I imagine that those features will gradually be incorporated into the existing paradigms. And I think that AR is going to be less transformative overall than something like VR, frankly. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, which uh, So... Staying on the same topic as sort of glasses, but maybe branching off a little bit, the HTC Pro that was unveiled a few weeks ago features front-facing cameras and can do AR in a VR headset. And even more important, has a wireless component. Also, right? also true. So, um, 
I don't know how many of you uh, listeners out there have used VR headsets. I'm assuming more than one or two of you. Uh, you have all tripped over a cable yeah. or had to like figure out how to wrap it around your body while you're not really sure about what's happening in real space. Uh, and it takes it, it's, it's disturbing from a kinesthetic sense. You, you're not really sure what's going on outside your field of view. Uh, going wireless is a big deal. Uh, they're going to need proximity sensors, obviously, and the like to keep you from bumping into <laughs> shit. Uh, and you're Good probably point. and you're probably going to want a mostly empty room to interact with, uh, with maybe some warning signs. You can just you know determine the shape of your room. But I think going wireless is like the next big deal. It frees your head movement. Um, you know you're really experiencing a 360 thing. And more important than anything else, uh, I, you just don't have to worry about tripping on something that's connected to your head. Uh, I know it seems so small and subtle, but I think it's a really big deal. So, so bottom line, you think Intel made a very smart decision, even though they spent uh, allegedly hundreds of millions of dollars. To they have more stuff. They do have more. They have they have plenty. Yeah. Um, but so uh, sort of cutting bait was a good idea. Um, maybe uh, if you look at how Microsoft is treating the Hololens, uh, they clearly took a step back on it because they were like, well, we're not really sure how this is going to be received, and the hardware is kind of bulky right now, and I can't see a ton of people adopting this. Basically, they were making toys for developers to think about. Um, I think it's probably a good idea for them to take a break on it. All right. You know, I'm not I'm not always advocating for less investment in AR headset technology, right. <laughs> but um, I think that software probably needs to catch up a little bit to hardware, and we need to figure out ways to make these things usable. And as for Intel, I'm just hoping that uh, whatever voice it speaks in sounds like Jarvis. Sure. It's really, really awful. Paul Bettany's a gorgeous man. Yeah, I... I it, you know, it cost a little bit of money, but I'm sure they could they could license his voice. Come on, come on, come <laughs> on, Bose. Can you license a whole person? Get Paul Bettany. Is that a thing you I can do? I come back to this always. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Want to play a game? Sure. All right, I'm going to list six possible uses for augmented reality. Okay. That may or may not have been covered in the press over the last couple of weeks. I'm, my skin is buzzing with excitement. I'm going to say each one, then you tell me real or fake, and then we'll go back. And oh, we're doing a lightning list. round kind of thing? Yeah, it's a lightning, right. lightning round. Okay. How, wait, can I know how many are fake? No. Okay, so... But, I, but I promise you they're not all real. Uh, okay, that's fair. Okay, that's yes. Fine. I did not just give you all real ones and whatever. That was my original idea. You savage. But then I came up with a decent one. It was like, okay, I'll use that. All right, here we uh, go. Okay, number one. one. An AR system that projects medical images on the body. Uh, that's real. Okay. I've already seen it. Number two, an AR game that lets you raise pet dragons. Probably real. Can't verify. Okay. Number three, an AR treatment for autism. I'm going to say that's probably real. And uh, the reason I say that is uh, I, <laughs> I'm i going to go with probably real. Okay. An AR system for identifying the ripest fruits. Probably real. AR to get you hyped for U2's latest tour. Sounds gimmicky. How many options are there total? There's one more coming. There's one more coming? Yeah. I'm going to say this one's probably true. And AR air hockey. Yeah, that's... I, I. So, yeah, I can't tell which one of these is I fake. I slipped it by you. Okay. I, I, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. You're very okay. good at lying. I am very good at lying. Congrats. Thank, thank you. Um, so, let's, let, let's review. An AR system that projects medical images on the body. Okay. You said true. Yeah. That was true. Yeah. The so what are they projecting? Project DR, and it produces uh, projects medical images like CT scans and MRI data directly on a patient's body. Yeah. So uh, I saw a solution that also uh, took um, infrared camera data and projected it on top of someone's arm as a way for people to attempt to find veins and the like. Uh, 
some people feel that it's not really ready. Uh, my brother's a charge nurse over at Tampa oh. General. He he's seen it. He's like, I don't know about all that. But, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, but it clearly, um, you know, we don't really touch on medical very often because it's not in our field of expertise. But uh, I think medical applications of AR are really booming. It's one of it's one of the big areas for yeah. sure. Um, there, if you think about it, uh, the medical field has a lot of imaging, a lot yes. of visuals. So and it's, shocker, it's sort of a natural fit. augmented reality with those extra images is a big it's, deal. It's a big deal, yeah. exactly. All right, number, so what's number two? Number two was a game that lets you raise AR dragons. Yeah, that's got to be real. That is totally real. Yeah, and I. But the th- here's the thing that's interesting about it. So it's a Kickstarter right now. Sure. Uh, oh, then it's not real. But it's token based. Oh, so they oh, it's send like the you, old school one? It's the old school marker. That's and fine. you put it on your table, and then the dragon pops Look, up. it's just like an Amiibo or Skylanders. There's all kinds of games out there that require you to buy a little figurine. Sure. And then you put it into some sort of reader, and then the game says, oh, you bought this toy. You have now unlocked this content in That's your right. digital experience. Uh, so the idea of you know getting VR, AR, VR tokens, totally yeah. normal. The one thing I will say about this is, so my, uh, my ex-sister-in-law, Hi Leilani, uh, used to play a game on uh, Android all the time yeah. that was Raising Dragon. Sure. And she was obsessed with it. And I sent this to her and she was like, oh my God. Like, I, I it, it seems ridiculous to me, but there's a... I will fully admit uh, that I'm not much of a casual gamer. I don't really game on phones. Um, there, you know, I've had my flirtations with uh, your Clash of Clans you know, I, your I seem to remember stuff. you wandering into the woods when Pokemon Go first came out. Yeah, I did that a bunch. Um, I, I've, I've also found that uh, those sort of things don't have much shelf life. Um, now, you know, not every experience has to be a deep, engrossing experience, and there can be toys that are short lived. Uh, you know, uh, Hasbro's made a big bunch of pile of money out of that. That's true. So, you know, um, it's a use case that's not for us, probably. Right. Uh, but I'm sure we'll do well among target audiences. Uh, again, we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to go Tight. support the Kickstarter. Can't wait to raise dragons. Uh, number three was... For three minutes. Number three was autism treatment. Yeah, that sounds real. That is real. Yeah. Boston, Children's, uh, Boston Children's Hospital is teamed with PTC. Uh, and Boston Children's Hospital, by the way, is the number one pediatric hospital in the U.S. Go uh, you To guys. explore using AR to help children with autism-related disorders communicate and learn more effectively. So what is, what is the magic sauce? What are they doing so, that, that, it, that is helpful? I think that this is... so. First of all, this is partially a tie-in with the fact that April is National Autism Awareness Month. So hey, everybody be aware. You know, uh, but so let's see. Uh, uh, and what else we had? So Dr. Howard Shane, the director of the Center of Communications, blah, 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 at Boston Children's Hospital, has a very long thing. He's at the forefront of using technology and visual supports. To I'm not hearing a lot of specifics. I'm and, just hearing a resume. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let me see if I can get you a specific here. Hold on. With AR, quote, with AR, a child with autism could see a cup becoming a spaceship and engage in a pretend play or see the steps to brush their teeth right in the context of their own physical environment. Simple tasks that are challenging for those with uh, ASD can be shown and communicated with AR. In a okay, way that's, that's interesting. That. Yeah, so it's like a, a educational guidance thing. Um, have you ever read uh, The Diamond Age? No. Okay, so The Diamond Age is a book by Neil Stevenson where, uh, how much of the backstory do you want me to get into? Uh, I, I don't. How much you're going to edit this later? Screw it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So in the Diamond Age, uh, there, there, you know, it's a it's a semi dystopian future uh, where nanotechnology and 3D printing have enabled people to basically bypass the bounds of material society. Right. Uh, whatever you need and want, as long as you have enough money and energy, you can print it basically okay. or make it. So uh, in this dystopian, semi dystopian society, uh, a young poor girl gets a copy of something called a young lady's illustrated primer. 
which is basically an AR enabled book that that edu- educates and raises her from you know, from poverty into you know a well polished person of society. So the idea of like technology becoming yes. a parent. So the idea of technology becoming a mentor slash parent slash uh, uh, you know a long term guidance yeah. system or just educator or educator, uh, especially for people who are disabled or 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 disadvantaged even. Yes. Um, is a storied sci-fi tradition. Uh, now, the idea that they're using it right now for uh, uh, children uh, suffering from autism, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I hope to see that sort of thing really pan out. Uh, those are one of the, the the benefits of technology that I like to see, and I, you know, it's heartwarming for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good on them, man. All right. Uh, up next was an AR system to pick fresh fruit. I made that one up. Yeah, I was, that was, I was me. literally going to say that was fake just a second. But before. I want that. Okay. Every time I go to pick out avocados for my wife, I'm like, I don't know. What am I doing? Squeeze the damn avocado, I Joe. do that. But a lot of times at Publix, they all feel the same. I don't, I don't know. So they're all roughly the same amount of ripeness. Yes. Yeah, so how do I know which one to pick? You just pick any of them. That's not right at all. It's totally right. I have to get the best one. They're all the best <laughs> one. You look, you... <laughs> uh, you're you're trying to get an edge where there's no point in getting an edge. I know. I, I agree. there are other fruits that I'm very bad at selecting. Uh, I think such that, as uh, uh, I can help you with all of these oranges, tangerines, grapefruits. If they don't smell bad, just buy them and eat is them. There, is there some kind of visual represent something about a watermelon that tells me whether or not the inside is gross? <laughs> First of all, the inside of a watermelon is basically just going to taste like water, no matter what you do. You can tell I eat a lot of fruit. Yeah, I can. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Anyway, moving anyway, on. Moving, moving on. Moving on from your own okay. inadequacies. Two more. Uh, they are both true. I'll just yeah. Get that's that why you shouldn't have done that. And uh, uh, and they are uh, both minor examples. So you two did add an AR function to their app. Did you say you two? I did. I thought you said YouTube the first time. Oh no. Oh, I'm so. Oh well. Would it have mattered? Yeah, I would have said it's absolutely true if it was you two oh. made a oh. AR. Yeah, yes. go ahead. So you two did. It's the you two experience. Whatever. Uh, how are they augmenting reality for this? Let me let me let me tell you. Okay. You point your smartphone camera at the band's new Song of Experience album cover. You don't have to have the album. A picture will do. Sure. It's tracker based. Got it. And then once the app recognizes the image, Bono pops up. Oh boy. Singing. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Well, I guess you know. I, I imagine the people that are really into Bono are the, really into Bono. The story uh, around this, which uh, I forget. Where did I... It'll be in the show notes. Uh, what was it? I get it from Next Reality. We're very comprehensive they were, today. They, they, even they were like, uh, <laughs> they're like, it's just a way, you know, for an aging band to seem hip and young. Are you going to say that about Queen doing a Bohemian Rhapsody VR video? Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with that. Do you think and that's Queen trying to stay relevant in their old I age? think so... Because I watched it, and I was like, this is pretty cool, actually. So that's the thing. The implementation yeah. is good, so no. Yeah. When you've just... All we want to do is be able to say, AR, now in the app. Yeah. And so we've turned Bono into a 3D model, and he just pops up and sings something, and that's it. That's my So you're saying that list. being disingenuous in your motives comes through in the final product? Shocker. Yes, that is correct. Shocker. Uh, and like, finally... You mean, like all, you mean like all those cheap cash-in versions of popular video games? You know, like not Doom? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Not Doom. For everybody who's not familiar with Doom, which is literally probably nobody, but you know, maybe there's a couple of you out there, there were a lot of clones in yes, the 90s. Yes, there yeah. were. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of clones. Uh, and finally, the last one was Air Hockey, AR Air Hockey. Which, yeah, uh, slam dunk. Totally true. Yeah. Sony has developed it. It uses predictive algorithms and a thousand frames per second sensor tracking Woo! and is currently in Times Square. Yeah, how do you do it? 
Uh, there you have like a uh, paddle. Yeah, that's a, what they call this. Whatever, and it's a screen, and it's a big screen. But you don't table. get the you don't. Oh, hang on, you that, don't. Get, hang that, on, stop. Total waste of time. Yeah, because of this, the non no satisfying. There's no slam satisfying shot, slam shots. Yeah, yeah, like so. Part of the appeal of sports. Part of the appeal of sports is the feeling of kinetic, the the kinetic yes. feeling, right? Motion, contact, etc. Um, there are esports that you know deal with this in various ways, like Rocket League or CS:GO or whatever. But in the end, they do miss that haptic experience. And let's be clear: there's not much of a game to air hockey. So if you're missing the slam shot or the whip shot or whatever when yes. you're holding the paddle side, but you're missing a lot. Yes. So yeah. I, I don't. I'm sure that they have attempted to replicate that in some way. But audio design would be the, the way to do that. The sound yeah. of plastic hitting metal and the satisfying sort of vibration of the table, yeah. or or flip side when it's you're being scored on the incredibly heartbreaking. Uh, you feel it like under ka-chunk, your arm. Kachunk. You don't even know what happened. You just hear the sound and know you've lost. Should we go play some air hockey later? I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna wrap this up and just go play some air hockey. All right. Well, <laughs> is that it? Are we done for the day? Did that, we do the that, whole podcast? That was, that was the whole thing. So it was a little bite sized today. It was it was a little shorter because. Because basically, we didn't really care about the first story. That's, Damn. That's what seemed to happen. That's savage. Yeah. Are we no, keep, am I keeping that in? It wasn't that we didn't care. It was that it was very simple to explain. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, not every AR story has legs. Yes. That's, uh, that's as evidenced true. by the fact that it's been a slow news week and you yes. played a game with me. Right. You liar. But we like to have content. So. I do. I do like to have content. <laughs> so there's our content for the week. And in reality, I'm Joe Johnson. And I'm Joe Barty. And we'll see you next week. Maybe. Maybe.